Hello, Andrew Hebard here with the Archiflad channel, Regenerative Omegas for a Regenerative Planet. And today I'm really pleased to have William Smolan as our guest. William is the co-founder and CEO of Wagwell, a new and high-profile canine nutrition and wellness business. And as the website says, it's operated by GoFetch enthusiasts. So William, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Um, so just as a little bit of background, uh, you began your career with Goldman Sachs and then soon after that set up your own business, an advisory firm, if I understand rightly, advising on business strategy, product development and marketing, all within the luxury, beauty, uh, fashion and design industries. And you're a graduate of Northeastern University and then the London School of Economics. And prior to founding Wagwell, you've served in senior management roles in North America, again, in the personal care and beauty industry, with a particular focus on sales, business development, and marketing. So really a very solid sales and marketing and product development background. Yes, I mean, prior to launching Wagwell, um, I founded an indie beauty brand um, that was owned by a large contract manufacturer. And we became known for these one-of-a-kind products that no one else had. Um, and we were able to do that because my founder and funder was um, this big manufacturer, right? So we ended up developing a big perspective about new ingredients and tech-driven skincare. And, you know, my whole time, I'd always wanted to kind of build this more into the pet space. I found a lot of what was in this you know, competing brands wasn't necessarily the most innovative. It didn't always have the best ingredients. And I just felt that there was room for that to be improved. Um, but for years, uh, not only did I build and scale indie brands and let it turn around for one of the larger conglomerates, um, we also were one of the leading manufacturers. So it gave me this perspective of how to build a business, how to build a brand, um, and something that, I don't know, was differentiated in the market. I've always wanted, to, if you're going to build something, put something that's different and better. And I kind of have fun creating that. Right. Uh, but it's less about me wanting to have done this. We ended up finding a really great best-in-class team to create Wagwell, um, each of whom are sort of classically trained misfits in their own right. Um, and the whole point was to create this trusted wellness brand across product category, and we're slowly building out through that. Classically trained misfits. I love it. I love it. And, and you know, what you've captured there is what came across when we first met is that uh, I would I would broadly describe you as a serial entrepreneur which is great <laughs> um and then we we first met uh, back in the summer at superzoo in las vegas and literally upon our first meeting you impressed us myself and my team greatly with your enthusiasm and your energy um and your authentic mission to break into the canine health and wellness business and it was a great opportunity there. I hadn't been to SuperZoo before, but it's a very large show, very large expo. Uh, but what really struck me is that it's a very crowded marketplace. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of competition there, but there didn't strike me as a lot of innovation. And I think this is really the point that Wagwell is homing in on, is sort of innovating around the opportunity for high-quality canine nutrition using supplements as a delivery system. Um, and I think that's really what you've dialed into. So could you tell us a little bit about uh, Wagwell, uh, the origin story, and how consumers can find you? 
course. So we've just launched at wagwellpet.com and have actually a pretty great partnership with Amazon, which is launching December 1st. We're taking the first six months plus to really understand our customer and focus on the DTC and um, Amazon space. We will build an omni-channel platform and work with other third-party wholesalers, retail, digital, et cetera. But when the time is right, it's easy for me to say what my great product is. Um, I want to test that with, you know, actually getting feedback from the customer. But when we met at SuperZoo, you know, it's easy to criticize the space. And we've seen the advent of private equity already um, kind of changing the face of pet a bit. Um, but a lot of what's there has always been an afterthought. People working on human baby companies didn't want something pivoted, had raw materials and created a product, whether that be ingestible or not. It seems like the pet space had always been an easy afterthought. And while it is crowded, there's a lot of room for a lot of similar product to reach their respective spaces. So when we were envisioning Wagwell, our whole point is to innovate across product categories. While we're launching in supplements, I'm already working on uh, toppers, like freeze-dried treats, um, grooming products, other lifestyle-related products. But it was very important we came to the table with something that was innovative but meets the customer where they are. And within supplements, I always use that term snake oil. Traditionally, yes, there's value in them, but they need to be spoken about in the right manner, right? It's not an antibiotic and it's not like a quick problem solution. This is something that when working alongside a healthy diet is sort of taking this proactive approach to health that is incredibly effective. And we felt let's hire veterinary nutritionists and food scientists to really innovate and come up with what I would call best-in-class products um, for each of these specific top 10 products that we see on Amazon. I wanted to meet the customer where they were mm -hmm. and spending all the time being so innovative that you have to educate everyone from scratch. And we're working on that as well. So with, within the supplement format, we found we came upon Ahi Flower. Um, we knew about it from the equine space and some other research we'd done. And um, we're really excited to find that plant-based alternative for all the reasons I'm sure your listeners know. And we, I even bring up plants-based within the dog space I need to be careful on how we even share that. This is a plant-based omega, as you know, and I'm really excited about because it's just as effective and you have the whole sustainability play. But separate from that, you know, we do have chicken in the flavoring for the dog for them to enjoy it, stock, et cetera. Um, you know, by nature, dogs tend to be carnivores and that's fine. It's not about that purity of only being plant-based for the sake of marketing. It's about finding best-in-class ingredients and putting something strong together. So when we did this, we hired, yeah, the vet nutritionists and food scientists and really put something else that's out there. And I felt that was important to try and legitimize supplements. And we didn't launch with a celebrity um, which is frequently used within supplements because that becomes, you know, licensing for their own brand, really an attempt to build credibility and understand the space because it's really about what you're giving your dog to ingest and how that will work. And we went through great lengths for each of our products to where appropriate in view ahi flower is the omega source. And then if it's, you know, allergy and itch, having a lot of colostrum or uh, glucosamine for mobility, et cetera, and then putting in sort of best in class ingredients. So if you're going to buy my brand, it's going to be better than everything else out there. I need to start with that as a new brand. And I felt ahi flower was just this tremendous ingredient um, that just gives such an opportunity to engage in a very different way and be just as effective. And I'm so proud to see that the results, the feedback we've gotten so far is incredible that we're just getting started. Well, it's, it's so good to hear you say that, uh, William, because it's, you know, to where we work with brand partners that 
are looking for functional ingredients, as you say, best-in-class ingredients, things that actually work rather than things that just complement a, a product and say, I've got a bit of this in there and a bit of that in there. And, and it's something that we see, and I'm so really glad that you mentioned it. This is a very subtle point, but it's it's very important, I think, for your brand and for, for our product as well, that you don't necessarily choose this because it's plant-based. You choose it because it's better. <laughs> Which is which is such a, a strong point there that um, and you know as you say canines are by nature either carnivorous or omnivorous they will graze on certain grass etc so it's not actually trying to get them to take a plant based diet it's actually trying to take them get them to take the best ingredients so th- thank you for making that point so within the Wagwell family then you're looking at sort of say line extensions and across multiple channels there what is your vision what is your sort of uh, mission for wagwell to differentiate your products maybe from other products that are currently out there well great question thank you part i feel that if we can't make a product better or different from what's in the market we're not going to make it at all and we were very intentional about even what we launched with to be very need uh need based essentially of like having a problem that we can address that's based off something you'd search and see, but that we could strike that diminished chord left of center. That's I think even more effective and interesting to reach that offering. So within supplements, we're starting here, but I ultimately want to be that trusted brand that you'll see a products category and we'll buy something else because you know Wagwell is behind it. And we're putting, you give before you get, right? We put what I think is the best supplement forward and wanted to test something that required science and actual interest versus just making some cute bowl. Um, So when we go to these other categories, we'll have some trust built in with that consumer. But the whole point is you walk into a Petco, you don't really have one big brand that you can trust across categories. Um, A lot of the advice people receive is anecdotal and you don't really know a lot of the difference and the poor pups can't really communicate in traditional ways. So even with our ahi flower oil, you know, my pug, it's the softest coat she's ever had after a week. Even my partner, who's a scientist, he's like, this is incredible. We can feel that, but we also know that there's a lot of other good stuff going on. But sometimes it's difficult to communicate, and it's imperative that we, I don't know, we are what we eat, right? Put the best into everything. But sorry, to answer your question, it's about building that trusted base so when I make a grooming product or accessories or anything, they'll be differentiated and trustworthy. And we're very intentional about beginning here, knowing ahi flower, it's okay if it's used by others. I'd love to take a more sustainable approach to this. And we're working on a number of stories right now um, about overfishing and sustainability and what we're seeing within pet. Um, as I know, Andrew, you and I have discussed, the just the cost of goods on fish oil has increased what, four acts in about the past two years, if I'm not mistaken. There's a larger story here just from your own forecasting, but in multiple articles that have come out recently from the New York Times and the New Yorker all about the subject matter, it's really interesting to delve into and to find that we have a really worthwhile solution. So as far as Wagwell, I'm excited to start here. I want to be a trusted brand um, across all of the categories, but we're going to take our time in building each of these very intentionally. And as far as ahi flower, we're only putting it where it's appropriate. I don't want to just egregiously throw it into everything. It's not in my calming product because there really wasn't a need for it. But that is a step of, you know, all of our partners and what we're doing work within something that's differentiated and worthwhile. And in the case of supplements, that's where this is. And we're looking into incorporating that um, where appropriate and new products we're developing at the moment. 
Now, well, when, when you and I, uh, I was fortunate enough to get together with you a couple of months ago at, at your offices, and we were talking generally about the industry and uh, the, the broader ingredient industry and then the, sort of the canine industry. And you mentioned earlier uh, retail outlets like Petco. And I came away from that meeting thinking, wow, you, you, you've got a very ambitious plan. Your entrepreneurial spirit shines through very clearly. And um, you, you say you're talking about multiple channels so that you become a trusted brand partner across this whole industry. That, that's a that's a big target to go after. And um, what struck me is, do you have a very clear plan how to get there? This isn't sort of just like we're, we're going to start here and we might think about this, we're going to think about that. There's a very deep strategy behind this. And I think Wagwell, based on the back of that, Wagwell is going to be a brand that the consumer becomes very familiar with very quickly. Is that is that part of your plan? Oh, I would, let's hope so, right? You know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So um, we're excited. And it's not just me because I have an aging pug looking into it, right? It's a whole team of us who are, you know, I hired top people in each of their respective spaces to put this together. And we're working with, I'd say, the most innovative people in the pet space right now. But to me, it's not about claiming that in an interview. It's about hiring people and who have a strong perspective and giving them the freedom to bring it to the table. There's some stuff we're working on right now that's really interesting, but it takes time to make sure that, you know, manifests in a product with a problem and solution. So there's a lot of interesting research and in that will reify at some point. Um, but right now, just even an example outside of ahi flower, we're making a, a balm for dog, like a paw protector. Um, I'm working with a human manufacturer that makes some of the most luxurious brands you'd see at Sephora. And we remade with my wax manufacturer, like the perfect version and then put in, you know, organic beeswax and other pieces. So this is something I could ingest and it's something that's healthy and good. And I know the practices of that supply chain and how it's working, whether or not the end consumer knows all of that. I'm sure. We'd love to share that in marketing. There's an intention there and maybe it will give a different result. I know we're putting all of that in. It's a good paw ball. That's great. But I also know I'm approaching this a little differently and it's frankly fun to put that effort, but we're also realizing more interesting ingredients that are more effective. And that research process really informs the end result. And that's always a little different from where we thought we'd be. And I think it's about being humble, about taking the time, um, but also being really intentional about how we're putting it all together. So I'm excited. Um, and we're working on each of these different formats and we will see where it takes us. But um, I'm really thankful for that larger team and their perspective to kind of give that space. So yeah, we have a vision um, that will take time, you know, to any brand you're wearing right now probably takes at least five years for people even know of it. Of course, I'm trying to accelerate that process, but all you can do is give the product to your dog and trust and see that and then build that relationship. Right. So before that, before we started recording this, you were telling me about the world of canine influencers, which I find fascinating. We've, We've we've touched on the surface of influencers with Ahiflower generally because we we need people that uh, can reach the consumer where they are, as you say, that are are relatable, that can educate the consumer, that have uh, gravitas with the consumer, all of those things. Um, but the world of dog influencers is completely new to me. So could you tell me a little bit about that? Because I asked the question: Is a canine influencer a human that has a a good-looking dog, <laughs> or 
or or a, a celebrity that owns a dog, or is it the dog has celebrity status in of itself? And uh, so over to you. I love it. And it's all relatively new to me, but um, you know, none of that's mutually exclusive. We did an event, our launch event last week in Los Angeles at the San Vicente Bungalows. And really it was to engage with the influencers and audience. And that's editors I've known, influencers, media partnerships. It's one thing to send a pitch and show a product. It's another to take the time to meet someone in person and understand how, you know, the context around it, right? Art is context. So it was a really great event, not just for the fame of getting people to post, but to really speak to them about what you know they don't see in the market, where they like to be. Um, all of this is to, yes, have the potential to partner together and collaborate, whether it be through product or uh, through media. And I think that's necessary today for any brand you're building. And we chose not to have a big celebrity for the face. So how do you engage meaningfully with different people in different communities? So some of that are um, famous dogs. Um, others are, you know, many more micro-influencers who are passionate and excited about what we're doing. And others have more established networks, maybe within grooming that we'll speak about when we launch that aspect, et cetera. Of course, you want people to speak within their respective spheres. And there are many of them that, um, and it's an opportunity to further engage. So, you know, many brands do their launch events. Um, I'm told we were the first in pet at this place, but it was also a lot of fun because it's easy to get jaded, right? Especially with, you know, Instagram, TikTok, the whole influencer culture, this pay to play bit. Um, I think we're at a point with dogs, there's maybe some more purity and it's just, there's some fun to it. So we had a blast, but more importantly, we were really able to engage with people and understand what they were coming up against and what products they want to see and why this is effective and how it may be helpful. So it's not about getting them all to do everything. It's a chance to develop that relationship. Uh, right. So, we, you know, and then we did a media dinner in New York City just as we were turning on the website. And I really, I, we've been working alone with our team for gosh, well over a year putting this together. And it was really more to have meaningful conversations with editors who kind of see it all to hear their feedback and criticism of like, here's where we are. What do you feel? We're really thankful we had really positive response and we'll see that soon with a lot of press. But, you know, we didn't just fall into that. It's because we're, it's not about looking for white space, but, you know, just seeing from our own dogs and there's a a lot of low-hanging fruit in this industry, and there's an opportunity to address that from a healthy place. So we're tapping from a limitless well. Right. We're, I, I love it. So we've, uh, from, gosh, I, get, I think I had my first dog at 18. So I was, a, I was late in life to, to dog ownership. Um, but since then, there has not been a time in my life where we haven't had less than three and more than five dogs um, uh, my wow. wife, my wife was a, a guide dog mobility instructor for ten years, so she was working with uh, you know, uh, seeing eye dogs, I guess they call over here, but the you know the guide dog for the blind association. And if I look back over the sort of three or four decades that we've been a, a, a dog household, the innovation around products has changed greatly, and I would say that has changed more in the last three or four years that has changed in the last 40 years. And um, our, you know, the cupboard, the cupboard above the sink that had the dog stuff in it, there was two or three products. It was a dog shampoo, there were the nail clippers, and there was a treat. And that was it. And now the cupboard is full of everything you say. And you gave a great example with things like pore balms and calming products and dental sticks and all sorts of things like that. So there's been a lot of innovation, a lot of product development there. We've seen Ahi Flower. Uh, we get through a ton of ahi flower with with horses, with dogs, with humans, etc. And um, it's really good 
we see it visually with the, you know just the, the the coat health that the dogs have, um, but also the mobility, and they don't look achy and creaky when they get off their beds. I mean, you know, they're just for all round vitality, and they look well, and they move well, and they feel well. Um, but what's really struck me over the last few years, I say, is not just this uh, amount of diversity of product, but also, and and this was just it really struck me the enjoyment that people get buying things for their pets and buying things for their friends that have pets so you're really into this because you know the, the the with christmas coming up soon and stockings over the tree, under the tree I, mean, I can guarantee half of them are going to be full of dog treats and dog products and stuff like that which is great so so the question i've got for you as a serial entrepreneur that's had a great deal of success over your career of building brands working with brands you must have seen this coming you what 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 is it that drew you to this industry because you talk about the you know perfect timing well i think about consumer packaged goods and beauty brands in the past 20 years and how they've been marketed we've been taught to look at an ingredients panel and be skeptical of it right and look at what is behind all of this and when i think about what makes a luxurious or interesting brand to me it's no longer some gilded object that sits on a table but it's about where is the money going where is it manufactured what is involved how is this differentiated what is the sustainability it's a there are more variables in that conversation. And we now look at that for ourselves of whatever skincare products or, you know, the whole idea of fast fashion and true luxury of craftsmanship and all of that in our own lives. So I think that's, as this, we enter pet, we're now looking at this more discerningly and a lot of what we're seeing, it's not good. Right. So I'm happy to see in the past three to four years, people taking an interest. I hope more brands adopt ahi flower oil, not only because it's safer for the pet, it's better for our world. Um, it's Pareto efficient. Why wouldn't we push for that? It's through that innovation. And I think in our own society, through competition, that it forces people to kind of bring their best. So I've experienced this just beauty has, you know, because that's my most recent life changed just greatly every Every three to five years, you're seeing all of those shifts. And, you know, my own interest is always, of course, I have loved my dog. And believe me, my pug is treated better than I was as a child. I'm sure there's some ridiculous transference occurring there. But um, at the end of the day, it's not about the luxury and filling a million things. It's about when we feed her better food, she's in a healthier space and, and lives a longer, healthier life. Um, and that, again, materializes through a number of bits. And there's a part of this that, you know, having the resources, it can be tough for pets. This is not about just make a lot of really expensive things. This is finding the right ingredients that are effective, that are straightforward, um, that are priced at a point where it's approachable and affordable because we want everyone to take better care of their pets. It's, it's better for all of us. That comes in costs. I could speak for hours about health costs for dogs and how American health insurance companies now pushing in that space. It all goes back to these same tenets of like, you are what you eat, proactive approach to health, being discerning in your approach to looking at what the ingredients are. And from our brand angle, putting together products, putting that intention behind it, not just throwing something together as an aftermath. So yeah. I'm excited about it for the space. And there are a lot of interesting things happening from new brands I'm seeing right now. And that puts us all in a space where we're thinking more discerningly. And I think that's good for the industry overall. You know, as, as I hear you say that, I start to think about it's no longer value for money. It's value for me. I, what, what are the values that I hold personally uh, and I attribute to this? As you say, 
Where did it come from? Who manufactured it? What was the quality of the ingredients? Was it sustainable? Um, which is a trend we see across multiple industries at the moment, you know, and I shouldn't say value for me, like it's all about me, but, but the values that I align with rather than just about, is it cheap? And I understand that you know, many people take different approaches and there's only so many resources, but we're trying to approach this from a good place of not just make the most expensive thing possible, but something that will be effective. And we speak about who is the customer. Well, obviously it's the pet, but it can also be the pet parent. And we you know, go back and forth because you do get joy in giving something fun to the dog. And mm-hmm. we're all for that. We just want to make sure it's also healthy for them and, you know, aiding in their lives while still being enjoyable for the dog. You know, I have friends whose children have never had sugar. You know, they're um, they're thin, <laughs> but, um, you know, when they get to college, they're going to go crazy. <laughs> so it's like we want to make sure there's that little bit of taste of chicken. So the dog ensures it themselves and um, find that healthy balance is, you know, it's, it's the humility and not just trying to be this point of perfection or some didactic approach to how you need to have your pet live its life. These are tools and resources to be able to help them live their best one, but that can be determined by you. Yeah. Oh, very good. So so uh, I, I don't want to take up all your afternoon today, William, but I, last question for you is with your wildest dreams and, your, and you achieve your moonshot, where, would, where could we expect to see you in, and you and Wagwell in five years' time? Oh, gosh. I mean, so, you know, Look, we're speaking to, I think just throughout America, many people go to their individual pet stores and have that relationship with the person behind the counter who are telling them what's interesting, what's new. They're a node that has a lot of experience. And I think it's really important to engage on that front and meet people where they are. So of course, yes, we are wagwellpet.com is our main focus. And we're really working to build community from that. We're on Amazon as a new DTC brand. I think it's imperative when you're searching around reviews and legitimacy on product. And we'll work with many of the more digital third-party sources and better pet shops across the country. Um, In five years, yeah, I'd love to be in all of that and really a household name and something that is something you trust. And that's really the whole point. And I'm incapable of making a product I'm not passionate about. So I want to put that energy to something that I think will add value and be good. And um, our mandate inside the company with the whole team is to just bring your best and put this together in a way that's different and worthwhile. If I can get people to feel that through the brand and the products we have, I'll, I'll be really happy. Well, we look forward to watching your success. We look forward to continuing our partnership. We appreciate your supporting Ahi Flower as a kind of hero ingredient in some of your products. So thank you for that. And uh, I have little doubt that you're going to hit your moonshot, William. Yeah, kind of you. Thank you so much. And um, so we'll put this on the on the bottom there, but uh, wagwellpet.com is where we can go directly to your website and find you at Amazon as well. Amazon starting, I believe, next week. Yes. Thank you so much. Excellent. Well, all the best and thank you again. Thank you.